All right, so that's a small glimpse of our time. This, we're really blessed this year because we have two groups that went out. We have our mission trip group, which is what is up here right now. These are students that went to East St. Louis and helped in a ministry called Good Samaritans Ministry. And then we have a second group that went to National Youth Gathering in Houston. So this is our first group, which was in June. We went to Good Samaritan. And we're also very blessed because today we have Mackenzie and Abby with us. And Mackenzie is on staff at Good Samaritan. She is a former student who went with us in 2018 to Good Samaritan, loved it so much that she ended up going to college down there and now is on their staff, which is amazing. And then Abby is also a former student who went there, but she's an intern this summer for Good Samaritan. So we're going to start by having Mackenzie tell us just a little bit about Good Samaritan. All right. So Good Samaritan is a nonprofit um, serving East St. Louis and Washington Park. Uh, and we typically try and meet their physical needs, um, obviously, because then you can try and go and also meet their spiritual needs um, by trying to enact and sustain long-term growth. Um, then Abby's going to talk about who's on staff at Good Samaritan. Yeah, um, so obviously now you know Mackenzie and I. Um, but so the woman kind of running it all is Miss Joanne. She's yeah, like I said, she's really running it all. And then we have Mackenzie doing kind of everything, but mainly the, the kids stuff. And we have Miss Minnie, who's been volunteering for a really long time. She does like the kitchen and the clothing uh, ministries. And we have some newer employees, um, such as myself, doing the kids stuff. Um, Paris, who's in Washington Park, she's doing like the office stuff with Miss Joanne. And then we also have Joseph, who's from Washington Park, who's doing like the outside maintenance, um, the inside maintenance, and helping build the container homes. All right. I think, well, hello. <laughs> I think it's awesome that they build up in their community people that come from their community and then start working in their ministry. And that's something that Miss Joanne does really well. Um, and so that's the basic uh, part of what Good Samaritan is. I'm going to have our students talk to you about three different areas uh, that we worked with Good Samaritan. The first one is with the kids, the, the kid ministry that we did. Then we're going to be talking about container homes, and we're also going to be talking about mentoring the high school age youth that are there. So let's start by talking about kids. Who wants to talk about their experience with the kids? No one. Okay. Um, so I went on the mission trip last year to the same place, and I immediately connected with the kids. I loved them all. Um, they all loved me too. Like, I loved them so much. And leaving them last year was so difficult because I had no idea if I was ever going to see them again. Like, I had no idea if they would ever come back, if we did come back, and I didn't know if we were coming back. So coming back this year and seeing them all there when we were there was so amazing. I felt so happy, like, and last year I came back also knowing that God was leading me there and really wanted me there. I just felt so at home there, and I feel like the kids were a huge part of that, too, because I love kids just in general, and the kids there are so ins inspirational, I guess. I don't know the word for that, but seeing their like living situations and seeing how they're still so happy even when they're so like you look at their situation and think I would be so sad and so pulled down by all of the weight of everything that's happening and they're so happy and I think that's really like I don't know inspirational and 
Yeah, I love the kids. They're amazing. Yeah, and it was really cool because the kids did all come back from last year, and not only did they all come back from last year, but they remembered everybody from last year. So it was not like, and every other time we've gone on mission trips, it was a new start every year because we were in a new place and it was new people. And for this time, it was going back and them asking for Banana Man and running out when they saw him and giving him a huge hug and being so excited to see each of our students remembering them. That was a different experience too, a very cool experience. Anything else about kids? So I also went on the mission trip last year and unlike Leah, I did not like kids. <laughs> um, but we're not just over the mission trip, I've realized that we're not just helping the kids there, we're also like, kind of like helping ourselves. And now I help in The Rock every week, and the only week I missed, I was actually on the mission trip. So it's cool to see how God works through that. So you do like the kids? Yes. <laughs> I bet all the Rock parents are relieved to hear that their Rock teacher actually does in fact like children. <laughs> uh, hello, Ben Gadini here, Riley's brother. Um, she mentioned how it wasn't just a benefit for the kids, but for us as well, and how Riley mentioned, you know, she did not like kids before, and she loves kids now. I've seen Riley grow so much since last time just working with these kids. Uh, she's much more patient at home. I can tell you firsthand, that's a blessing. Um, but the way I've seen everyone here grow, oh, that was weird, um, and even the people that went last year and didn't go this year because of Boy Scouts or school or some other reason, the growth that I've seen just from working with these kids head on and you're diving into the midst of it. It's not working from the side, sleeping in a hotel at night. You're, you're there the entire time and it's cool not only seeing the kids grow but ourselves. Anything else last minute about kids? Otherwise, we're gonna move on to mentoring our youth. So one of the things that's really cool and something we value at Boulder, for those of you who don't know, is mentoring. So we have a mentorship program at Boulder. Every high school student is invited to participate uh, where we kind of do what we call the be with model. So it's literally doing life with the students. So sometimes that's at our house and Tim is making food for everyone and sometimes that's here at church and sometimes we just do life together. And uh, what we've had the benefit of doing is going to East St. Louis and meeting four or five high school age boys that we have been mentoring as well. So they came with us on fall retreat and then we saw them again. And anyone wanna tell about times or experiences with the boys this week? There's also one girl, but it really is mostly boys. <laughs> I always say the boys, but any other? I know you will. Anyone else <laughs> before I let Ben talk? <laughs> no? Okay, Ben. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we met a few. I don't remember the exact number. Um, four boys that come to my mind right away that were there last year that showed up again this year. It's uh, Josiah, Demetrius, Aaron, and Tony. Uh, three of them actually went on the fall retreat with us back in October, which was cool. Um, but so when we went down there last year, the initial goal was not to minister to them. The the mission in mind, I'll say, was to go to the kids, lead a VBS, but then they just came and played basketball one day, and I mean, if that happens, you go and minister to them, because there isn't just one mission, or there is one mission. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick tangent. Uh, there, is Micah up here? Yeah. Can you say what it's called? Uh, mission trip. <laughs> he said it right. He, he said it correct now. He always says a missions trip. And uh, we like to make fun of him out of love because that's what friends do. Because it's one mission, it's not multiple. Um, and that mission is spreading the kingdom of God, which is what you do to anyone you see down there. Or here, you should do it as well, quite frankly. 
Um, but the relationship there, it was cool seeing we immediately got into the Good Samaritan parking lot, and there was Tony playing basketball with his friends. And I don't know if he's there often. No. So my hunch is that he knew we were there, and he trusts us, and we've been great mentors to him. Um, and then everyone else was there immediately the next day. They came, woke up early in the morning, which for high school boys is a surprise because we're tired. Um, but when we left at 9 a.m., they were all there. Um, it's cool to see how the relationship there with people we never intended to minister to is so strong and rock solid that I, I imagine they're going to do great things for the community and for God. And I think something like really important that people like often don't think about is how much like with our mentorship program, even here, you learn from people who are really close in age to you. Like I didn't expect when I went off to college that I would still have people from Boulder now coming for me asking advice. Like that is not something I anticipated, but because you know, we're closer in age, it makes it easier to trust and, you know, you don't feel like, oh, they won't get it, they're too old, you know? So I think that's part of the appeal with when we're all here. We can have fun with them, we can grill them on things they shouldn't be doing, but they listen and they respect us and, you know, they, they really value being around a positive group of kids their age. Another person that we mentored this year, which is really super cool, is a girl named Paris. Paris is from the community, and as you heard, she's on staff there. And a really cool thing for her is that Mackenzie, who she connected with in 2018, is Paris. And so her and Paris became friends then, kept in touch, FaceTimed the entire time Mackenzie was up here. They would visit each other. She came here for a visit. And now Paris this week, and Paris is a very shy person very shy, is very uncomfortable talking to people she doesn't know. Um, she asked to spend the night with us at Good Samaritan. She spent the whole last half of the week as a part of our group. Not, not just like the outside looking in, but went on all of our listening prayers with us, ate every meal with us, slept at Good Samaritan with us. And that, that was a super cool, man, she's in that picture. That's a super cool way of mentoring that I didn't expect that has been a, a big blessing, I know for Joanne too, that Paris had that connection. Um, so that's another thing we do. Now let's talk a little bit about container homes. Most of us didn't help with the container homes. Tim and Ben did most of the work. Tim, can you give like a short talk about what container homes are? It's literally a container that's made into a home. <laughs> Is that good enough? Song. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I like being to the point. Um, so they don't have stable homes there. Most of their homes, uh, I think Joanne said, out of in Washington Park, which is, I guess, the worst part of um, East St. Louis, 80% of the lots are inhabitable, whether <clears throat> the house completely fell in, got burned down, or the roof's collapsing and, you know, it's been condemned, literally. There's stickers on the windows, like 80% of the homes. So they... The people don't know how to take care of their homes, so they wanted something that needed minimal maintenance. You know, what needs less maintenance than a big metal box that you live in? Um, and then it's a small, it's a small home for them. You know, that they can, that they can do what they need to do in. They have a bathroom in there. They have um, enough place to sleep and cook, and that's it. Um, and but 
you know, it's, it's very low maintenance. So they have, they have a few of these out back that they're building and um, the three are completed. They have 12 funded and I think that container homes is going to be something that FOF is going to be doing more with them on coming in the future. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. There's going to be opportunities to help them with that. Um, I know who was anyone there when Glenn brought us into his container home? Did you hear what he said? Yeah. So Ben said it's mine, mine, mine. When he stood on the porch, he's like, "Here's my container." I'm so excited. He's like, "It's mine, mine, mine." And Glenn is just the best. He's he's a trip. So and who the the container homes right now are primarily for is senior men, who were at the tree, which is the place that we would go and do ministry to. That were just they had no place to live. And so this was a way to reach them. So keep your eyes and ears open. We'll be talking more about container homes. But Ben and Tim spent two days uh, working on finishing one of them for a person who needs it now. So they're trying to get it done as quickly as they can. All right, and last but not least, I don't want to, uh, to, to leave out listening prayer, which is not necessarily a part of the ministry we do, but it is an important part of what we do on mission trip. Does anyone have anything they want to share about listening prayer? Okay, so listening prayer, to the short, um, pretty much we go out and we listen to God. Um, everyone here does it differently. Um, some people will sit, listen, listen to music, buy, like read the Bible, journal. It's all different. You could talk to any of us about how we do it differently. I went on my first mission trip probably in, I don't know, 2017. And I could tell you right now, I hated listening prayer. I was like, why am I going to go sit and just look at something for an hour? Like, tell me why I'm doing this. But... I've come to learn now that listening prayer is really impactful. It really, it, in mission trips, we are going there all the time. We are always doing something. There's no break in the day. And listening prayer is a time to stop and listen to God and why he, why we are there and what he's trying to tell us. Because sometimes when you're in ministry, doing ministry, you forget why you're there. And so listening prayer is really important. And um, sometimes we struggle with knowing if you don't hear something or why or one asking questions, but the more you do it, we learn through not only doing things, but also listening, and because sometimes we forget to stop and listen. And one of the things we didn't say yet, and this was true for both of our trips, because I think God has a funny sense of humor. Uh, we had heat advisories every single day on both of our trips. Uh, and, and so, you know, when the weather channel's like, don't go outside, and you're like, haha, we're going to spend the whole day outside. <laughs> but it's not great. And that's what happened on mission trip. It was extremely hot, like 115 degrees hot while we were there. And so we waited and did listening prayer in the evening, hoping that it would just be like, moderately cooler so that we could survive it. And every single time we did listening prayer, it wasn't hot. <laughs> and that doesn't make sense because it was hot. But we would be by a lake and there would just be like this great breeze blowing and everyone would come back and be like, that was, I was totally comfortable that entire hour, you know? And it, it was in those moments where you're like, God was refreshing us, not just spiritually, but also even physically from the heat. He was giving us a rest from that, which was pretty cool. All right, any other last minute Good Samaritan things? Oh, um, this is about listening prayer. Yeah. Um, I think something that Carly said that I think is so important is how everybody need, does it differently. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about listening prayers, how individualized it is. And we can sit here and tell you how important it is, but you might have no idea where to start. And quite honestly, it's just going out. And it doesn't even have to be going out, but just taking time and just listening, and every, it's, that, that's different for everybody. Um, for me, it's literally, my brain feels like there's a million bees in it, so it's just putting all the bees onto a journal. Like, that's what it is for me, and for some people, it's writing lists, for some people, it's drawing, and I think 
God, God works through us in so many different ways. Like he made us all unique and that's, he's not gonna put it all in a box when it comes to prayer and when it comes to God. So it's really impactful and I, I encourage everybody to try it. Uh, so how I usually do listening prayer is I make lists. Like I would always have like two entire pages filled with just like random words. And um, that's always how I've done it since sixth grade. And this year, I decided to do it differently because, like, I didn't really get anything out of it. So I started, like, writing, like, paragraphs down. And um, I got upset um, for a reason I will not specify. And um, I, because, like, I was, like, getting, like, pages, but, like, nothing was coming from them. So I literally, like, yelled at God, like, in my journal, there is a huge paragraph of, like, deep black text all capitals, like thousands of exc exclamation points. Like I was mad. And then the rest of the week, he just gave me clarity and like everything I found was like important to me. So yell at God sometimes. Yeah. We, we are gonna hear this, I think, in our next talk about uh, nationally gathering, but one of the things we kind of parked on is being real and being real with God too, that expressing our emotions to God, that's valid, that's what he wants. He doesn't want, you know, a fake, you know, pre-done thing. He wants who we are, like our realness too. All right, so this was Good Samaritan. Thank you guys all. I think most of them stay up here. We're gonna show another video. This is our national youth gathering video while our NYG kids come up. All right, so that is a small glimpse at youth gathering, which as you can see is a totally different experience than Good Samaritan, which is really cool. And I don't know if you also noticed, but most of the people that were up here for mission trip, they didn't leave because most of our mission trip kids also went on youth gathering, which is super cool. The last thing you saw was the first day of mass event, which is 18,000 people worshiping together. They ended opening the big, you know, roof, which was fascinating to watch. But anyway, they opened the big roof, and then they did a whole fireworks show during a worship song, which I, it was the first time for me that I've ever worshipped during fireworks, and it was super cool. It was really, really cool. So this is National Youth Gathering. It's actually just youth gathering now. They've ditched national because there's international uh, churches that come as well. Uh, and it happens every three, three years in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And there were 18,000 people there. I think there were around 16,000 students-ish and 18,000 people total. It is a lot of people. It's a lot of people, which was really awesome. There are really three things that I want the youth to talk about. They have a time that's called mass events, which is what you saw some videos of where we're all together in a stadium. Uh, there's also times during the day where they're in sessions where they go to, most of them went to three or four sessions a day to hear about all different kinds of topics and things. And then after the sessions, the, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is just the experience in general because it is a very unique experience. So let's start with mass event. Who wants to talk about mass event? Um, mass event was insane it was like I've never worshipped with so many people all in the same place and it was just so great to see everyone's energy all the youth from around the country no, around the world yeah. all worshipping together uh, it was so cool and then like everyone would take out their flashlights you know wave their phones with their flashlights around and you could just feel God you know bringing all that energy to worship his name you know it was really cool it was yeah anyone else mess event any moments that stuck out to you in Mass Event? You can talk about that too. Okay, so on the second to last night, I want to say, um, there was a band. It's called For King and Country. 
Um, phenomenal band, highly recommend them. And they came out to Minute Maid Park, and oh, where, which was the park. Um, and um, so the stadium or the stage was like way back between like uh, third and second, like that area on the field. And they were like, no, no, we don't like this. So they came up like into the stands and we were maybe like five feet away from them. And it was just a crazy experience. Like see like everybody's there like jumping and like, getting into it. And it was just like worshiping them or not them, but <laughs> worshiping, with them. worshiping with them. Or Samuel, Pastor Stilia. Um, I will also say there were three levels, like usual baseball stadiums. Um, and every night we got a different level. So it was really cool seeing like the stage from each level and seeing like the experience was really, really different on each level and the amount of volume was very different on each level. It was very loud. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was Really cool. Yeah. Part of this experience is that uh, at NYG, I tried to warn them because some of us, so Jeff has been on one before, Tina's been before, I've been before, Carly and Ben had been before, uh, but most of them haven't been. And I tried to give them a warning, like, you don't understand, like, we leave the hotel at 8, and we don't get back to the hotel until midnight or 1. Like, we're gone all day day after day after day. So it is like, I've had parents that have afterwards we've been home and they're like, all they're doing is sleeping. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they haven't done much of that lately. <laughs> they need it. Um, so it is a long day and mass event is the last thing of the night, you know? And I always, am like, are they going to make it? Are they going to pull through? Like, are they going to have energy? And they do like the, the energy of the place just like gets them going and then they're, they're ready. Anything else about mass event? All right, let's talk about sessions. I will say, first of all, that I've been to, I don't even know anymore, I think four youth gatherings, and sessions aren't always like the highlight, but I would say this year that sessions for me were the highlight. They were some of the best sessions I've ever been to, and I could have, there were 72 of them, I counted. 72 different sessions were offered to our students during this time that they could go to. That's a lot, and they were all taught by really experienced educated, very great people were leading the session. So it was really cool. What sessions would you like to talk about? Okay, so the sessions this time were geared towards a lot of different aspects like anxiety, loneliness, depression, body image, and it was really cool that all of them were like encompassing like what teens are facing today and that we could learn about all these aspects and how they all relate back to God. Yeah. yeah. Ben will take it. Um, so yeah, uh, as a one-time veteran, uh, sessions this time were definitely a lot better. Um, and what I find interesting is I feel like there were more options this year. And yeah. that if you wanted to go to something, you could. Um, but... I'm gonna talk about one of the sessions that I find pretty cool. Um, so there was this session, and I say this because we're doing communion today. Uh, it's called Denomination Domination. I think it's on the LCMS uh, website. They've recorded them. You should go check it out. It's worth your time. Um, but it basically talks about the history behind communion and why the heck it's unleavened bread and wine. Because um, we all might know it's like the Last Supper, uh, First Communion, whatever the heck you wanna call it. But why exactly? is Jesus saying it's bread and wine and whatnot. Um, 
And what I loved about that session, I won't go into the nitty gritty details, but it makes you realize just how much of the Bible you don't actually know. And we will always keep learning about different aspects, but I went to multiple sessions and I walked out and I was like, this is pointless. There was no reason I should have gone to that session. I learned nothing. But then you go to sessions about just weird, obscure things and you realize how much of that actually changes your life and how much you can learn from the random things in life. Um, so like I went to one on leadership and I didn't, I'm, yeah, I learned about leadership, but my takeaway wasn't on leadership. And the different ways that you can learn about God and about how you should live a Christian life through different mediums that might not necessarily seem like they should apply, but still do. Um, and so it's a cool thing to say, hey, always be open to learn uh, at any age because no one is ever fully knowledgeable except God the Father. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I think that we, we had a time at the end of the day where we would gather back together because we would just be like, and break, and they would like go to sessions because they were all over the convention center. And then we would meet back together after dinner and talk about what sessions they'd been to. That was incredible to listen to them talk through what was good, what was hard for them, to, to hear some of them figure out like, kind of their learning styles. You know, like that one, which is they were talking so fast, I didn't understand any of it. And the other one's like, oh, I like it when they talk fast. You know, like kind of hearing and figuring it out. Um, and, and their takeaways were all just amazing things they learned in these sessions. Leah, you have something? Um, so there were... I think two sessions that um, really like stuck out to me. One of them was steps to making tough decisions, which was, it's really cool because it's not only, it's not like a Bible study, like you go in and you just learn about the Bible. They're also teaching you how to do things in life, like making tough decisions and how you can make tough decisions, but also bring God into that. And one of the steps to making them was always turn to the word and always turn to people who you trust for opinions and helping you make the right decision. And there was another one. I don't know. What Last was it? Thought. it was, no, not that one. If you remember, you can say. Okay. All right. I would love to hear from Tina and Jeff. One of the benefits that we have as leaders is seeing 18,000 youth and our youth with them. And it's, it's always really cool to, to be a leader in this situation. I'm totally throwing Jeff under the bus. You go first. <laughs> seeing our youth with so many different uh, congregations that have different styles and different uh, mentalities and, and are coming in at very different um, places in their spiritual growth and just seeing how they interact and how they um, grow themselves has been an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And, and I want to say too, our youth are incredible kids. You, you would look around at some of these other groups and you're like, eh, and you'd see our kids like, hey. Really? And, and our kids, I mean, they, you kind of think, oh, they're kids, how, how is life hard? But they've got a lot that they're dealing with. And I saw our kids support each other and say, hey, I see that you're going to that group and you're going to go by yourself. I don't want you to go alone. Let me come with you. Um, I saw our kids just surround each other and pray for each other. And it was, it was really, really cool. We, we went to a... Some of our sessions were very scripted. Mm -hmm. 
and, and we found as a group that was quite frustrating. We, we want this to be a real experience. Like in your Bible study, the, the leaders would be like, here's our story, you know, here's, here's the introduction. Insert your story here. Laugh at the funny story. And then it, it, was, it was very weird and scripted. And as a group, we kind of all walked away saying, that was not how life should be. And we, we had a lot of conversations about what does it mean to be real in God? Was it, what does it mean to be a community that's real with each other? And, and how does God come to you in the midst of your brokenness and the realness? And, yeah. and, and all of our kids, they got that. It was yeah. a really, really neat experience with these guys. Yeah, and we're not perfect, but real. I think that's the important thing. Like, we're st- we still have high schoolers with us. And they had some things on the thematic floor. I was like, why? Why? Who, who thought it would be a good idea to give 18,000 children this thing? Uh, but they did. Uh, but in general, like, you know, I could, they were tiny silicone babies. It was a pro-life. It was, it was a pro-life, like fetuses. Yeah. And while I'm like, I get the, the concept, you can imagine what some of our high school boys did to those. I'm sure you have an idea of what might have happened. Uh, I was like, who, who okayed this? Um, but yeah, so in general though, like our kids are, they're still youth and they still act like youth and they're still goofy, but at the end of the day, the support they have for each other and the way they look out for each other is incredible, um, which is awesome. The other, the other really cool thing that goes along with that support is that... Uh, they support each other even in their goofiness. So Ashton's not here, so I'll tell this story for you. <laughs> he is like all in all the time, Ashton, which I love, like screaming. He lost his voice like day two because he was screaming his brains out the entire time we were there, high-fiving everyone he could. And so uh, we were in the cafeteria eating dinner, and on the other side of the cafeteria, people are starting to scream and clap. And so we join in. We have no idea why. Like, who knows what's happening? And I literally turned to one of them. I can't remember who it might have been, Tina. And I was like, I swear if Ashton started this, and this is why we're clapping, I'm going to be so irritated. And then not one minute later, he comes back and he's like, did you guys hear that? I got them started clapping. I was like, oh my gosh. The whole hall is like, woo, because of Ashton. So yeah, and that's how it was most of the time with them. They supported each other even in that. I feel like that's a good example, though, of how different people can take different things out of both Mission Trip and NYG. Um, so I, uh, I, Colin's not here. Um, I'm going to talk about Colin because he's not here. Um, so I talked to Colin. I talked to everyone, but I was like, hey, what did you guys think of the trip? Because I genuinely want to hear what they thought of the trip. Uh, and, you know, he said it was fun and everything, but he prefers Mission Trip. And if you've met Colin, he's a very introverted man. Uh, like last year we were talking about Banana Man that was a surprise to all of us he, he likes to stay to himself but it's cool seeing how Ashton for example thrives at NYG uh, LCMSYG sorry they renamed it um, but the different ways that I would not say that either spiritually or uh, in serving the kingdom was better than the other I think they both had their pros they both, they both have their cons and just the different ways that you can see different people thriving in different areas and learning about Jesus and learning how to serve other people. It's, it's cool. Any other last minute things about, yeah, Leah's got something. Um, so I'm going to talk about Ashton again. Ashton, him being him, he's very extroverted, loves to talk to everyone. Um, he would, we would be walking past like a group of people and he'd be like, ask them, where are you from? Very loudly. Like, where are you from? Yeah. like Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> and 
they would, we met people from Alaska and Hawaii. We met so many people from so many different places. It was really cool seeing like, you guys came all the way from Alaska? Like, what are you doing here? It was, <laughs> it was really cool seeing like them all here. Yeah, uh, I kept a list of all the different states I met people from. So I got to meet a bunch of different people, and I met people from 41 different states, a province. I did not get Hawaii. I did meet someone from Alaska, though, and I met someone from Japan, so that was all pretty cool. Uh, it was just pretty cool. My favorite part was definitely getting to know, uh, getting to know all these new people, and I got some of their numbers, you know. <laughs> I'm still in contact with one of them. <laughs> Well, me and Ben actually had a challenge that we had to get someone's number, but... Uh, ben got one of the session leaders' numbers, which I think is cheating, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I also really liked just the people in our group. I got to know so many of them, the youth and the leaders, a lot more, and that was just really cool. Like, on Mission Trip and NYG, I got to know a lot of them a lot more, so I loved that. Yeah. Anything else? Mason. I met a lot of people and made a lot of friends. Thank you, Mason. <laughs> it's true, it's true, we did. Uh, it, 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 it is such an awesome thing that, and I appreciate you guys as a congregation supporting us being able to go out and do things like this. It's different, uh, and, and like Ben said, they're very different experiences, but both huge blessings. So uh, we appreciate all of you that were praying for us, that have helped us with fundraising during the year, that have been around when we've needed help with something, that, that, that's been huge for us. Um, and they, these, I, these students, they're not the same after these two experiences in the best way possible. And even the adults, I don't think we walk away ever exactly the same. We're always learning and growing. So we appreciate you. All right, thank you guys. Thank you.